What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. Very exciting episode today. Season 2, episode 12. We have Josh Newman with us today. If you don't know who he is right now, you're going to know by the end of the podcast. And um, I'm just super excited and honored that he'd be on the pod with us today. So without further introduction, Josh, do you just want to introduce yourself first and then we'll dive into some some questions? Yeah, sure. Um, so everyone, my name is Josh Newman. I am a 21-year-old um, professional downhill skateboarder, adventurer, filmmaker. I guess you could throw a YouTuber in there as well if you want to. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on this podcast and I'm excited to chat some more. Awesome. So if you guys haven't seen this guy's videos, this is the first time we've met and I can already say he's the craziest person I've met um, just by watching some of his YouTube videos. But I was super curious of what role does does fear play in your life? You do all this down downhill skateboarding and there's a lot of risk that goes with it. How do you handle the fear of that? Yeah, for sure. This is a question I actually get pretty, <clears throat> pretty often now. Fear is always going to play like a big part in everyone's life, uh, mine included. Like half the things I do, I'm absolutely terrified of. <laughs> um, I think that's what kind of makes them a little more fulfilling when you kind of get out of your comfort zone and push through that fear. Um, but like longboarding, it a lot of the times, like when I'm skating or run, like I am pretty scared. Um, and I think it's healthy to have that fear because I think it's it's scarier if someone's just not afraid at all. Um, just because you're like, there's something wrong with them. But it's healthy to have that fear, like letting you know, like this is dangerous, but it's also good for you to get out of the comfort zone and like push yourself to get over that fear and face it. Because then once you do face it and like you succeed with it, it's probably one of the most fulfilling feelings you can get. Um, but obviously that's to a degree, like getting out of your comfort zone, it has to be like in increments. Like you can't just, mm-hmm. you know, like skate a hill at 10 miles per hour, then go to like a mountain road, you know, you kind of have to like build up, but just incrementally getting out of your comfort zone builds up over time. And then that's where you just progress. That's anything. That's not just longboarding. Mm-hmm. Where did, when did you start longboarding and all that? So I started in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I grew up um started at age 12 I'd saved up some money um just from like mowing lawns and doing chores um and a little bit of birthday money to buy my own board and then just use my dad's old video camera uh to start I think my first video was like a little tutorial on how to slide on a longboard it was a month after I started and I was more just into the documenting um everything happening as well as longboarding itself so the kind of like filmmaking and longboarding aspect kind of grew parallel to each other Gotcha. Were you, uh, were you a daredevil when you were a kid? Cause I know me personally, I was always <laughs> like, if my parents told me to do something, I'd do the opposite. Or if yeah. they told me like not to do something, I was doing it. Was that something that you, you were like as a kid as well or not? Yeah, I definitely had some daredevil tendencies. Like I used to mountain bike a lot with my dad. Um, that actually helped just a lot with the progression of, of everything I do now. Um, but then also like I had like a little parkour phase in like fifth grade, <laughs> um, just like jumping off and stuff fun. And then, yeah, just all around, just kind of doing things like a little sketchier things as like a 10 year old child. Um, so yeah, I think the daredevil aspect played a role into getting in and stuff and just, just the adrenaline always been kind of like hooked on that. I'm sure you can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my parents have always been pretty supportive of it too like as they've gotten more supportive over the years as they've seen 
like my passion for it and like everything I can do with it. Um, but yeah, sometimes they're a little bit like, uh, like what's not. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> That's awesome. What, what's your, your end goal with this? Do you, do you have one in mind or. Yeah. So, um, I also get this question fairly often as well. Um, right now I'm really just trying to build out all my platforms and just like continue doing the things I love and making content with it. But I'm also really like the bigger thing I'm trying to do. And like the underlying goal for all of this, um, is to do something like much more impactful. Uh, my goal is to start a nonprofit within the next five years. Um, and so having a big platform with that, like the, it's just ripple effects. If you have a big platform already under you while you're doing stuff. So I've like tried to do more, charitable stuff and I'm, I have a clothing line launching soon that's actually going to be all for charity um and then just stuff like that but end goal is to have like a big charity that can you know change lives all around the world um and I think right now just connecting with people through my passions and adventures and like sense of getting out of the comfort zone is like the way that I'm trying to get to that end goal if that makes sense it's kind of like all over the place but um no I, I love I love it I love it <laughs> I think that was going to be one of my questions too, but I feel like you answered it with what motivates you. And I think when you can have that vision of like your end goal being like including others, it's not just about you. I think that means a lot and can motivate you to do even greater things into life. You know, nothing gets done alone. Someone is doing it alone. So exactly. And that's one of the big things I like to try to show people just because I've had people kind of like screw me over in my career. Like I ran a media production, but like still run one, but I run a media production company um, where I do like some more corporate style stuff just to fund the trips. But um, I've had people on that, like screw me over. I've had other people in like different aspects kind of just screw me over. And it's just, you realize that if you all work together and everyone collaborates, you can actually get so much more like productive things done whether that's just in personal success or like impacting the world. And so that's, that's why I'm like all about trying to spread that message and like mm-hmm. do something bigger than just me, you know? Yeah. And when you put, when you put kindness out in the world, it definitely, it'll come back around and hit you eventually, even though yeah. it didn't, it didn't happen right away for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. totally. <laughs> Good karma. So, I believe that for sure. Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes, do you, do you read, do you read in general? Uh, a decent amount. I've started over the past like few months just reading. I do a lot of audiobooks, like when I'm driving or running or gotcha. anything like that. So one of my favorite authors, Ryan Holiday, he writes about the Stoics and all this stuff. And he says this quote that I think is very relatable to you. The way to do really big things seems to, to be to start with deceptively small things. Are there small things that you do that are that play a role in in the big things that you do? That's that's a good quote. And that's a really good question. I have to think about that for a second. I guess like kind of just going at like back to my goals and like how I'm trying to like build up this platform. Like a deceptively small thing could be something as simple as like replying to a direct message or a comment on stuff. And that's something I every direct message I'll reply to. I'm working on the comments are a little harder just because they're not as like you don't get the notifications the same way and like on YouTube they get kind of scrambled but I'm also working on doing that and that's something I think is like deceptively small but like continuously interacting with people and having like a human connection 
can build up a platform and build more of a community to do big things in the future. Um, so that's one example I could see there. That's like the main one that comes to mind just from directly from that quote. What about you? What do you think? That's a very good question as well. I think um, it starts out with my mornings. Like I do a lot of meditation and reading and I always block off like the first hour of my day, not to use my phone at all. That's, That's one of the big things for me. Like it's cra- when I look at my phone and see like my screen time at the end of the week, oh, I'm like, Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, you know what, God. what productive things I could have been doing with that time. So I think the small things I do is just meditation and uh, gratitude's huge for me. I have a gratitude journal every single morning. I write that out and it really grounds me for the day. Cause at the end of the day, like, honestly, like my family's alive and healthy. I have this great opportunity to go to college and that's really the, all that matters to me, you know? Yeah. And the fact that you see that is really just inspirational and like motivating. It's something that I think other people need to realize as well. Just cause there's a lot, even today I was just realizing, like I posted a little like Instagram story. I'm giving away my old laptop and I'm just trying to find someone that it'll be very helpful for like someone who might not be able to afford one. Um, and just hearing about all these people's stories and stuff, it makes you realize like how many people really need help in the world and like what we need to be grateful for. Even having two legs and two arms, like you need to be so fucking grateful. Sorry, I can't cuss on the floor. No, uh, no, no, you're dead. Go uh, ahead. So grateful for that. Um, but yeah, there's just anything like having food and water. That's such a blessing. Like, but we just take it for granted sometimes, you know? Yeah, dude. One of the biggest things for me is uh, in high school, I did a lot of service, went to a Catholic high school and we would go on these service trips and we would go around uh, driving vans with food and we would drop them off to people who were experiencing homelessness. Yeah. And those people, they were every single one of them, the most happy people I've ever seen. Yeah. So grateful for us to come, but like they were just happy people. They wanted to know how we were doing. Like they asked us how, how our lives were. It yeah. just really gets you thinking like, man, I'm so, so, so blessed. Yeah, for real. Not many people think that like that though, which is, it's very refreshing that you do. So it's, it's hard to kind of like promote that to people because <laughs> a lot of people, we just are naturally selfish as humans. I mean, that's just basic human nature. So it, it is harder for people to, to think of others, especially if they have any sort of, like inconvenience or struggle in their life, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's what, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Eventually yeah. put a lot of kindness in the world. And I know it'll eventually it'll pay off. So yeah, most definitely. seems like you're already doing a good job of it. I appreciate it. So you're 21, right? Yes. Did you end up going to college or what? Um, okay. So I actually, um, went to University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I still live in Chapel Hill right now, but this last fall, I actually withdrew. Um, okay. I'm kind of just, I was a junior. I'm pursuing basically everything I'm going for right now. Just, I don't, I didn't have the time and or energy with all the classes and stuff like added on. Um, so I'm not like opposed to ever going back if I ever need to, but for now, I'm just going to kind of pursue what I can and see where it all goes. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not for everybody. I'm a huge Gary V fan and yeah. all of his stuff on college and stuff. It's like I, I have a great I have a great opportunity that I'm super grateful for to go to Bowling Green for a little cheaper than everyone else. Yeah. So I'm super grateful for that. But um 
yeah, college is definitely a a hot topic. Oh, days. most definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's one of those things. It's like for certain like career paths and stuff, you obviously need it, like certain mm-hmm. medical science related things. But a lot of times, it's it's something that if you're willing to put in the work, like you can save that money that you'd spend on college, you can end up putting yourself farther along the line. Um, it just really depends on what what you want out of it and what you're going for. And the biggest thing is just the motivation and drive you have towards what you want to achieve. So mm-hmm. now I, I think we're on the same page with that. What, um, I'm curious, how do you handle failure? You know, whether that be in life or with, the vlogging, the longboarding and all that, how, what's a time that you failed and how did you handle the adversity? Yeah. So this, I failed in like a lot of different ways from like physically to like having a bad crash on a longboard to financially as in like paying for a trip and like doing the whole content around it, hoping it would pay off and it not paying off whatsoever. And then even just like with rejection from anything from sports teams in middle school and high school, um, to like, whether it be sponsors or like different companies I'm trying to work with. So the biggest thing there is like, it's pretty damn discouraging sometimes. Uh, and it's one of those things that it kind of makes you want to just kind of chill out and not keep going, but you have to keep pushing through that. That's like the, the key thing. Um, you can't let it get you down because if you let it get you down then like, I don't know, you're just losing them, you know, but mm-hmm. and, can get through it and it's one of those things that should be used as a learning experience more than anything because everything happens for a reason so like realize why stuff didn't work out for you you know like just think about it like and then the next time you try something you come in with like a new mindset that doesn't work it's that's two learning experiences you have not two failures you know um and that's kind of the way i like to look at it it just because it is so discouraging, you have to look at it as more of a learning experience than a failure. And I just think the only time it's a failure is if you don't try at all. Um, Mm. I think that's the only time you can truly fail because yeah, like the whole Wayne Gretzky quote, like you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Like how many people have these goals and dreams and and aspirations that they want to achieve, but like they never even take a shot at it. Dude, I, I, I totally agree. And even with this podcast, you know, me DMing you and it's, it's people, people have never asked me before, but I've made, um, I've had this thought years down. I have the confidence that the podcast will be successful in one way or another. It's like, people are going to ask me like, how did you interview these great people? And it's like, I asked, you know, so many people just don't even ask. And it's like, you can't get an interview with people if you simply just don't ask, like, you couldn't have said yes if I didn't ask. Exactly, yeah. And like, it's one of those things too. I, I saw a video recently. Um, it's titled like, is success hard work or luck? And it basically dives into the fact that it's actually both. Um, mm. There's always hard work behind something, but like luck plays a big role in a lot of these things too. And it's something you would not normally think of. Um, but like the thing is too, when people say you're lucky, like you can create a higher chance of you getting lucky just by trying something like say say the goal is to have a viral video a lot of luck determines that because it's just algorithmic based like you can't fully ever be sure a video is going to go viral so there's always right. luck there you post one video say it's one percent chance of getting lucky you post two videos guess what you got two percent chance of getting lucky so it's like the more you try and like get out and 
put yourself out there and just try something, the higher percentages, the higher your percentages are of getting lucky. Um, that's like one of the big things too that I think people don't quite understand. Um, but when people do understand it, then it just, it's like a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's, it reminds me of two things. Another Gary V thing. Someone asked him, Gary, like what's better, the quality of videos or like, um, the quantity, like putting out and he goes, content is subjective. He's like post all the time. And I think that of that all the time before I'm going to post clips of my podcast or this and that, like, man, I just posted one two days ago, but it's like the content's content is subjective to the listener. Like you're not going to go viral by just posting once a week and things like that. And then with the, another thing I thought of is the Albert Einstein quote. It's like, you can either see everything as a miracle or not. It's like your choice. So living every day like that's super important. Yeah. No, that's, those are two super good quotes. Definitely like ones I, I haven't really heard and are very eye-opening too, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, especially when it comes to like the quality of stuff, like that is so subjective. Like I hold myself to like a certain standard and will be like, I don't want to post this because it's not up to my standard, but I'm sure 90% of the people would still think it's cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw, I, I've seen numerous of your posts. I think I followed you when um, they put you on House of Highlights of you jumping out of the hot air balloon right yeah what's what's going through your head when you're up there like um how would you how would you describe it it? that's probably one of the cooler probably one of the coolest feelings i've ever had it's one of those things too where it's you're nervous going up but then when you're in the moment you're just so immersed in it like you don't really think you're just it's like just all your natural reactions and stuff taking care of it like you're not thinking about the future you're not thinking about the past like it's literally so in the moment. Um, but then like skydiving in general, it's like, it's more of the anticipation that is a little freaky. And like, even sometimes now I'll still get butterflies, but then like once you're in the air, it's just all your natural like actions and like just whatever you're like trained to do and like your muscle memory, that's just what goes, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things you, you don't really feel the fear in the moment. You're just kind of focused on getting done what you need to get done. Mm-hmm got to get your butterflies to just fly in the right direction that's what oh, they yeah. say <laughs> it's not that the the butterflies won't be there it's just can you yeah. get them to fly in the right direction yeah exactly and knowing they're there and still doing it that's the fun part yeah how do you so you do all these adrenaline chasing things how do you calm yourself down that's a good question i don't know there's something about like that's that's honestly a hard question i don't even know i feel like coming to terms with the fear of it kind of helps calm myself down but at the same time it's like there's always a chance that something happens so that part always like kind of goes around in your head um yeah that's a question i'd say that's a tough question to answer uh it's kind of just kind of just knowing my limits with certain things too helps me be a little bit more calm like i'm not gonna like I was saying earlier with like incrementally getting out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. like just like if you're doing a bench press, your max is your last max is like hundred pounds. You're going to go to like 105 or 110. You're not going to skip to 150, you know? Right. Um, so it's just like that, like staying within that, like little range of getting out of the comfort zone is probably one of the things that helps me not calm me down, but helps keep me calm to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like, I, that's a tough question. Though. That's a good one. 
that's when you'll you'll have we'll have to get back to five yeah. years from now podcast right yeah i think that's i think it's funny how you say like know your limitations but when someone sees you from like the outside watching like your videos or your content i'm like this dude has no limitations yeah no, it's one of those things. Like I even see videos of people in other niches, like mountain biking or base jumping, like crazy stuff like that. And you're like, this person is going to die, blah, blah, blah. But you fail to take into account this person has been doing it for like a decade or like their whole life, you know? Um, so that's something that not being involved in that sport, niche, hobby, whatever, um, can kind of like skew your thoughts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, a lot of us get caught up in seeing other people and where they're at. And then once you go down the rabbit hole of comparison, you Uh, never get, you know, and it's, um, yeah, people don't realize it's like everyone starts at the beginning yeah, and get that through your mind. I think it gives you a lot of hope to be successful. Reminds Mm -hmm. me of like in this one interview I heard of Kobe Bryant before he passed away was um, he talked about how when he was 11 years old, he went to a summer camp and he sucked. Like he didn't score one point the whole summer. And then he came back when he was 14 after like putting extra hours in every single day. And he was the best kid at that summer camp. And I don't think people realize like Kobe sucked one day, you know, like you have the opportunity and time to be just like Kobe. So that's crazy to think about. And that's, that's one of my things too with social media in general. It's like one of my main quarrels with it. Like, I just don't like how, but some, some creators like perpetuate that idea though. Like they don't want to show when they were smaller they just like it's a big ego thing and that's something that really bothers me about social media um and something that i try to not ever fall in the trap of like i keep all my like first youtube videos up on my channel so people can see progress like i i don't really like delete posts or anything i post videos of me failing doing stuff whether it be longboarding or like anything else um yeah that's one thing that i think people don't realize but you if you show them it's a little easier for them to wrap their head around it other than just like telling them you know so i think we agree on that on that note too (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a lot of strength strength and vulnerability when people can relate even when it's it's hard like us creators and things like that to get in the rabbit hole of like the insights on instagram see who's like sharing this or whatever but at the end of the day, if we're being vulnerable and impact like just one person, that's that's my thing. Like if this can impact one person, that's all that matters. Yeah. But um, social media just as a highlight reel can really take you down and bog you down with whatever you're doing. So yeah. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's all right for it to be a highlight reel, but I think it should not be marketed as not, if it's a highlight reel, I don't think the person should be fully marketing it as their entire life, you know? Um, Cause like some people, like, especially friends in college, like I even had this thing when I was going into freshman year, you see like all your other friends going to different schools, like looking like they're having the best time ever. And then you're like, damn, I haven't made any friends yet. Like I only have like a couple of people I talk to, but you realize like everyone's in the same exact boat, but you're comparing hundred percent of your life to their 5%. And it just, that's what makes it so toxic and like, so unmotivated, you know? Um, So yeah, that it's one of those things that it's all right if it's a highlight reel, but don't try to sell it as your full life, like be transparent, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I totally relate to that, especially being a freshman in college, like during a pandemic, a little bit Um, of the opportunities for fun have like 
lesson, but there are still people who, you know, their highlight reels on Snapchat stories and uh, yeah. you, can really, you can really get caught up in it, you know, thinking uh, why is it my life like this? Yeah, totally. <laughs> was there, Josh, was there ever time you wanted to quit? I can't say there's ever a time I've really wanted to quit. There's definitely been times I've like gotten super discouraged. Like this summer, I took a really bad fall um, two weeks into like a six week road trip. And that was one of the ones that like kind of failed as a like investment with money. Um, that one was really tough just because I like skinned up my entire body, like fractured my shoulder. And then it just made me like really kind of take a step back and realize like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? <laughs> so that, that was kind of a tough time, but I, I never like debated quitting. It was, it was more just like taking a step back. I don't think I'm pretty like obsessed with just adventuring, longboarding, skydiving, filmmaking, like creating videos and photos. Um, so I think that that fire is still lit pretty well. Um, but no, that kind of goes back to the discouragement factor of like sometimes it can get discouraging especially if you're not seeing results um and stuff like that but I think the biggest thing oh I've actually thought about quitting before just because like based on numbers on Instagram and YouTube and that's incredibly unhealthy um that's what I'm really working on this year just kind of detaching myself from that as like a determiner of success mm. and self-worth and more on like the content I create and like the individual people that I have interactions with. Um, and that's something that I think is very hard in this space, but it's incredibly important for the long run. If I wanted to be, if I want to continue down this like content creator influencer route for lack of a better term. Yeah. I love that. that that's a, that's a great answer. Um, when you injured your shoulder, were you still riding and stuff? Or did you t completely take a break and step a step away from it? So we continued the trip. It was two weeks into a six week trip, but I didn't ride for about three months. So we just did like a lot of outdoor adventure, hiking type stuff. Um, but yeah, I was kind of out for for a few months from skating just because I had to do some PT, like get my shoulder yeah. back to good health. And then also my side was like completely scraped up for like a month and a half just a lot of pain probably the most pain I've been in ever uh, but yeah so that that was a tough little little chapter of my life uh -huh. I think it's like July to like October this past year so don't want to relive it but yeah yeah when you um when you got back into riding after that was there did you have like a different mentality with your fear understanding that like you're not invincible was that like the moment you realized you weren't inv invincible because I know like we said earlier with the being adrenaline chasers and like yeah. kids like there's always that one moment when you realize you're like all right um maybe I'm not invincible you know yeah most definitely and it, yeah that was one like I've always realized that there are consequences like I've had a few close calls before um but when you don't have like close calls in a while you start to like forget a little bit about the the consequences like not forget like i realized every time i step on a board like that could be my last run you know like if it's on an open road like there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen um but it was like a major reminder like like dude like you're gonna have to take this little chiller and part of it is to like i have other passions and hobbies now aside from longboarding um 
because I don't need to, you know, prove that I'm the best or prove that I'm number one, you know, mm-hmm. there's like no need for that competition and competitive aspect there. But yeah, I was definitely nervous to get back on the board. The first time I skated three months later was actually for a shoot with Lexus and Motor Trend when I like raced the car down the mountain. That was my first time back on the board. So I was Jeez. terrified. Oh yeah, I was freaking out that week. So I don't know. I was very nervous, but it ended up going really well. Thank the Lord. Uh, <laughs> definitely prayed a lot that week before, but yeah, I was stress levels were through the roof for that. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your, your stress levels? Like with all that, that one, I definitely had a tough time doing it. I think just taking a step back and realizing like the biggest thing I was stressed about there was almost like not looking like I knew what I was doing when we were at the shoot. It was less an injury stress and more of like a, there's about to be a 40 person film production crew with like professional drivers and everything. And I have not stepped on a skateboard in three months. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going down this mountain road. Um, but after taking one run there, I was literally like, oh, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just realizing a lot of times that the stress built up is not as bad as you think. Like you always think of like one of the worst possible case scenarios. And like you stress 99 times for something that might happen once out of those 99 times, you know? Um, so I think just learning to live with the, and know that, a lot of the times you're, you're overstressing and whatever it is, is actually going to end up being fine. Is something that's really, really helped me, but it's something I need to constantly tell myself because it's so easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. It's really easy to look at the negatives of everything, but when you flip it on the other side and look at the positives, like every time I look at like a situation, it's like, you can look at it either with the negative lens or the positive lens. And when you really think about the positive, you're like, it gives you more confidence. Like, Oh, I really can do this. And, sure. you know, yeah. And like, I think, go ahead. You go ahead. My man. I didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I think it's funny how you were thinking at this Lexus commercial, like n- people are going to think, I don't know what I'm doing when you're like one of the top skaters. Like they probably don't even know about longboarding. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's one of those things too. It's just, I mean, you realize as I've started to meet people in like different industries that are like even high up in certain industries, like everyone's still figuring the shit out, you know, like Dude, no one, oh no my one gosh. has their shit together. And like, even with like big influencers working with brands and stuff, they're still figuring it out as they go. Like no one has it completely dialed in. So that, that's something that also is kind of like refreshing to me. Like the whole fake it till you make it. Like you, you're always learning, like just, that's just the way it is dude you're you're preaching right now i think it's hilarious in college we'll like introduce ourselves and someone will say they'll be like oh say your intended major and what do you want to do with your life and i'm sitting there like i was like i don't know what i want to do with my yeah, life no one knows like you know? no there's there's no way to it you know and i've said this in a previous podcast people will judge you if you if you're open about your future and Cause they're like, Oh, this person doesn't have it figured out. But I think it's a strength that a lot of people don't have is that being open and flexible to know that your route might not work, but it, you can still go another route and be successful. Right. The term yeah. successful. So I think it's a lack of self-awareness too, with a lot of people that they don't realize, like you have to be self-aware to know that, Oh, I don't have shit figured out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because no one does. Like, I thought I was going to do investment banking when I was a senior in high school going into freshman year. Like, 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to work on Wall Street. Like, all I thought was dollar signs, you know? Uh-huh. I, obviously, that could not have been farther from the truth. <laughs> like, I could never do that personally. Um, but yeah, no one, no one really knows. All it takes is like a crazy life event to alter mm-hmm. your perspective on a lot of things and what you really want even out of life. So no one knows what they want to do, no matter how much they tell you. Like, I couldn't even tell you what I, exactly I want to do right now. I just gave right. you what I thought I wanted to do in the next five years. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Josh, I want to be conscientious of, of your time. We always I ask, mean, we always ask this one question. Um, if you could text yourself five years ago today, what would you say? And then if you could text yourself five years in the future, what would you say and why? Five years in the past. Hmm. Probably something, I don't know the exact text or grammar, but something along the lines of like, stop caring what they think, you know? Cause I think what really was tough for me going through high school and like even beginning of college was I was just so insecure about what other people thought of me in every aspect. Like even walking onto the, the elevator at college like with my longboard in my hand in my dorm, I was like, oh, they might think I'm just some like longboard, weird longboarder and not like know anything about me and like judge me. And I'm like, people think it's cool like what the fuck sorry i keep mm-hmm. on this thing. dude no we, we're we're checked off for explicit content you're okay. good keep going um and i just realized like why am i number one they're not thinking about me mm-hmm. number two even if they did if it's someone who would judge you for something like that they're not someone you want to have in your life um and it's easier to kind of come to terms with that as you grow and a platform and everything but that is something I wish I knew from the very beginning because it probably would have changed what I was doing um, to a degree. Like I would have been more comfortable with myself and putting myself out there, which could have accelerated my growth with everything. But I mean, I'm also glad I experienced that because I, it, it's taught me a lot of lessons along the way too. Um, but then for five years in the future, I don't know, that's a tough one. I'd probably, want to say something along the lines of like, like look where you started or like look how far you've come and like just more of like a self-reflection. Like don't get too caught up in the moment there that you forget where you were five years ago, you know? Um, Because if everything goes as planned, hopefully it'll continue growing. Um, And so I hope five years from now is like pretty cool, you know? (laughs) I think everyone does, but (laughs) so that's super cliche. Um, But yeah, it'd, it'd be more along the lines of look where you started, look where you are and just appreciate that. And also try to like, like I've been incredibly blessed, like keep trying to spread that blessing to other people because I think that's really what life's about at the end of the day. So just, just keeping the mindset and keeping the roots and staying grounded to who I truly am is what I want to make sure I still am five years from now. I love that. Every time I answer that question, I just think about like being proud and appreciate where I am, wherever I am. So Yeah, most definitely. Do you have any closing thoughts you'd want to leave someone with? We have a lot of like college listeners and people like that. Do you have something you'd want to say, put out to the world? Yeah, let's see. You make me think fast today. I like it. <laughs> Exercise in the brain. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, okay, we'll go. We, I touched on a little bit just with numbers in general, but I can kind of talk about this now. So especially for college students, um, it is so easy to get caught up in what you want to do based on the websites that tell you what the average salary of a certain job is, you know, and that's something like 
the key to living a happy life and a fulfilling life is having something you're passionate about. So like whatever you are choosing your career or career path, just make sure you're choosing it because you wake up Monday morning ready to go to work. Not, Oh fuck. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit. It's Monday again. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it has to be something and having a sense of purpose behind what you do definitely helps with that. But like purpose and passion are so key because there's some studies about like what line it's drawn. It's like at a certain number of in, like a certain amount of income a year past that, like money does not determine happiness. Obviously you have to have your needs met. Um, but really realizing there's a vast separation between money and happiness and the key to living a successful life, in my opinion, at least is more on the happiness side than the money side. Um, so just realizing that that's more important than just a dollar sign and learning to prioritize and, value the things that truly matter over the materialistic things that fade with time um, is something I'd really recommend to, to people at our age um, because it is, it's hard. It's so easy to get caught up in stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's expensive shoes, expensive cars, like once you get a real job too, is when like the first time a lot of people see like a real paycheck and it's so easy just to want to go spend that, but really prioritizing things with value and, what you really want to do in life will ultimately lead to more, more happiness. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I, what I've got for that. I've just seen too many friends even go down like the banking route and absolutely hate it. Um, Just kind of be crunching numbers behind a desk all day, tired, having to like take certain things to stay focused Mm -hmm. Um, and just all around not being happy. And I like when everyone's happy, you know, like if everyone in the world could be happy, that'd be an amazing place. Um, and so that's kind of my, my take on that. Um, if that helps at all. Yeah, no life, (laughs) life is too short to not be adventurous. I totally agree. Yeah. Get out of the comfort zone constantly. That's in everything from social, like the social comfort zone, the physical comfort zone, the mental comfort zone, you know, it it's the more you do it, the easier it gets too. So that's the hardest part with anything is starting out. So that's kind of my little ramble off the cuff, not planned um, little, little thing. So hopefully that helps at least one person, you know, it's all that matters. One person you inspired me anyway. So there we go. There's the one person. Yeah. So you guys, you guys heard it. If you made it this far, um, I want to thank you guys for listening and Josh, if you could stay on after we record just for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for listening and hope you guys enjoyed. I know I have a page full of notes, so I'm super excited. And yeah, we'll go from there. Love you guys.